And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dome. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are on like significant location here for this pod. If you are, <laughs> yeah, yours is yours is better than mine. <laughs> if you're live close. on YouTube, know. you you can see that McKellie and I are not in our usual spots. I am in Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. McKellie is on the beach with some barking dogs. Uh, <laughs> yes, but we have because both. We, we because have both clearly, walked. I couldn't find a beach without dogs. That's right. You went to the dog beach. Uh, so. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. No, this is too noisy. Is it, <laughs> you, do, do it. Do what you need to do. I can mute you for a second if you want. Um, no, no, I, I don't think there is a, another spot that is uh, more quiet. Let, let's see. Okay. Let's see if the dog hates me or not. <laughs> oh, I love it. So McKelly's on vacation. He's at the beach. He showed it to me a little bit ago. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm on the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's been quite an experience. It's been great. Uh, it's been so cool to be here and to see people in person, like my coworkers in person, and get to see and be a part of a press conference in person uh, post game, which was pretty cool. Uh, so the Thunder played the Pistons last night. It was kind of the headlining game of the night, and it was a little bit of <coughs> excuse me, a little bit of a weird one. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, uh, Josh Giddy only played five minutes before rolling his ankle. He he had his ankle taped, so I could see it on the bench. And when he took his shoe and his sock off, it was already wrapped up. Um, so I'm just curious, like if he was going through something before. Grant Gibbs, who's the summer league coach, said that they um, that he wasn't hurt, but prior to it, but. Um, I have I have my doubts. I have my, my questions about that. So, um, but yeah, he's he's out. I would guess he won't play the rest of summer league. It's only an eleven day trip. Maybe the injury is not bad at all, and he's like, I want to play on it. But my guess is that when players have even small injuries, they just kind of shut them down for the rest of summer league. You know, this has happened to lots of guys. So that would be my prediction. Yeah. I hope to be wrong because I want to see him play. Uh, especially after the only thing that we saw was was just this like turn the corner dunk uh which was really fun and you had Cade guarding him like the moment was like really cool you go back and watch like the highlight of it like it's a really cool moment um but i would i'm i don't know i i wish that i wish he could play more because i he's gonna handle a lot like he's even more than i thought he would oh yeah like he's going to be handling like all the time and that was kind of that's something that I asked the coach last night, Grant Gibbs, and he said that yeah, he sees him 
as somebody that's going to handle the ball a lot. No, it makes a lot of sense due to the skill set. Um, by the way, this is uh, inappropriate for the call, but are you recording, Andrew? Because I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> on my end. Okay, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, uh, I was nervous. Um, yeah, Ongedi, um, I think he he projects to be uh, a lead ball handler uh, as of today. I, I don't see him as a spot-up guy. And, yeah. and the fact that the team is ready to roll with that, it's 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 very, very good. To me, yeah. um, it is a bummer that he had he could only play a few minutes. He had a shot blocked. Um, maybe it, it has to do with the ankle. We don't know. Um, if you think that there was some issue before, maybe that is uh, part of the deal. But that turn and dunk to me showed a being able to play pick and roll at a very high level because he with his motion he basically sent the defender away and just read how the pick was moving and what kind of defense they were playing. And he just knew uh, in a split of a second what kind of action he had at his disposal and, and he took it. So that show high level recognition. And, and to me, that is one of the, the best skills that Kitty has. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that due to summer league being so close to training camp and all this stuff that they wouldn't, wouldn't risk him re-aggravating any kind of injury uh, and ankles are are not mm-hmm. great. I mean, they can be nothing. Like in a week, you can be as good as new. Uh, but why? Why risk it? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it makes it makes no sense. It sucks because again, it would have been awesome to see him play. Yeah, yeah, it would have been great. Uh, the other two rookies that played, or I guess three rookies that played, um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl showed a lot. He played twenty-seven minutes. He was fourteen and six, two steals, oh, yeah. a block. Um, he was great. One of four from three. He's, I mean, he's launching those threes once once he's open. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed. He played center for the team. This is a small, obviously, this is a very small team. I think that he's probably really the only guy outside of Oscar De La Silva that profiles as a big man, like a legit big man. And I, I like him. I, I don't. I think that he's kind of your classic, like high floor, low ceiling role player who can do a little bit of everything and guard multiple positions. And um, hopefully that corner three is something that really comes along because if that does, like I can for sure see a role for him in the NBA. Yeah. And I would, I'm not even sure that low sitting is something that we can say as of today. Sure. Um, There were two possessions that I want to discuss with you that I think they caught my eyes. I don't know if, if live were so impressive as uh, on video. Mm-hmm. But to me, there was a moment where he threw a pass, a skip pass from the top of the key to a cutter. I think it was uh, Wiggins, but maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. Maybe it was someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that pass alone showed how he reached the game. Mm-hmm. The fact that he, was a, he already knew that the pass was there for him before the ball arrived to him. So that to me showed a lot of anticipation, a lot of uh, the fact that he is one pass ahead. And that is important. I mean, OKC rarely has, already had guys like that playing the center position. And to me, the fact that OKC is already rolling with him at the center is kind of a news. I mean, they could have played like, like him and the Silvermore together. And yeah, instead, they, they, they didn't. They just yeah. played him 
and as a center period that 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 was the move and to me that's that that tells you something and to me the ceiling of a guy like that is um depends on how you use him uh and if you use him as a as a center then maybe the ceiling is a bit higher the second yeah. action is when he went from guarding kate cunningham to guard luca garza in a matter of two seconds and he was good on both like the way in which he guarded garza to me showed a lot yeah. about his strength mm -hmm. because yeah garza beat him on two offensive rebounds and whatnot but when he was in uh, was going in uh, in, in uh, with, with a post up like he held his ground pretty firmly i think yeah and that's his imp that is impressive because I mean Garza is a strong dude maybe not as strong as Embiid nor tall as uh, I don't know other guys in the league but he's he's a back to the basket center yeah and if he can hold his own against guys like that then then I'm really interested and the fact that he was able also to switch on Cade and being more than competent that tells me something as well yeah now he is he's really strong and he's got quick feet so yeah. Yeah, I'm he's he's very interesting. He's a really interesting prospect and you know, I'm excited to see more of him. Like he communicates on defense, like he's somebody that's clearly kind of the yeah. a good backline defender, like knows what he's doing. And he's calling out reads mm -hmm. and he's you know, seems to be just kind of a natural leader on the court too. So yeah. you know, I like I, I like what I saw from him. Uh I think we can talk about Teo now. Teo one, like he physically looks different than he did last season. Yeah, like he's a yeah, lot stronger. Wider, for sure. Yes. He said that he's he was lifting twice a day in the off season. So yeah. like he's he's trying to get stronger and he found ways to use his strength. You know, getting in the lane and finishing was something that he really struggled with last year. And that looked a little better. And also like his speed and pace and stuff like that looked better. Than it did last season. I don't know if you saw the same things or what you saw from him. Well, I mean, I, I think that one of the one of the best stuff to me was the moment when he was switched on Luca Garza, and and in my mind I thought, Cook, let's 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 go and do something. And he made a few dribbles, yep. and just shot the ball yep. in his face. Yep. And, and I mean. That is what you want from a guy like him, because he has the, the tools to be a, a special player. He has, I think he he can shoot the ball better than what his percentage said for last season. And I'm eager to see him play in more of a, an aggressive role. I really want him to be aggressive with the ball. And the fact that he was both very steady throughout the entire game, like playing, he had a few, a few passes that were amazing. Yeah. Um, one to uh, JRE uh, for for three pointer. It was a um, bounce behind the back pass. It was perfectly timed. Yep. But also other like simple stuff. He was just commanding the floor, and that is something that I really think that is important for him because he will probably start off the bench. Uh, Giddy will take a lot of minutes, but if he can play with Giddy and with Shea and be the aggressive. Uh, secondary ball handler, then I think that he, he has a role. I mean, he's kind of the for forgotten piece of this roster, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Dort in our minds. Doubt, we yes. have Baisley, even if we are very negative on him. And Theo is, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if he can step from whatever to crucial piece, 
he's still like extremely young. Very. I mean, many draftees of this past draft are way older than what he is. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder that if we are, we are evaluating his first season a little bit in a not correct way. Yeah. Because again, he showed stuff. Uh, he was not very steady. Uh, he needs continuity. But I mean, what he showed yesterday uh, was was impressive. I mean, it's mm -hmm. summer league, so nothing is really um, important. It's not the NBA, but he was able to do it against Killian Ace, mm -hmm. which is a player of his caliber. And I think he was kind of better than Killian last night, to be honest with you. He was without a doubt better than Killian Hayes. Hayes had some moments on defense yeah. that were impressive. And Hayes has like some real size yeah. um, that, you know, is very helpful to him in the game. But offensively, there was like no question like who is like the more steady and like ready to play offensive player. And some of that is like Teo played the most minutes on the Thunder last year. And Killian Hayes was out yeah. for most of the season. So like I have to like give the benefit of the doubt to Killian in some ways because like Teo has like way more NBA experience and like playing against this level of com yeah. competition is like really no big deal for Teo. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think that it's, I think, I, I don't know. I was very impressed with Teo and his, what he showed and his growth and like, he wasn't, I mean, he scored like 15 points, right? <laughs> he was like 15 and 11. Like the most impressive thing was 11 assists, two turnovers. Like that's, like that's some real stuff, and then getting the yeah. free throw line too. You know, he's six to seven from the free throw line. Like that's that's really yeah. nice for him. But you know, like he didn't he didn't like he was taking like guys off the dribble with ease. Yeah, he was. He was. I, I I think that there was there's a lot to be excited about with him, and you know, can he can mm -hmm. he be a top eight rotation player? Certainly is on this team. Like duh, but can he be a top? eight rotation player on a like really, really good team was a question that I had that I didn't really have an answer for. And not that yeah. I have the answer today, but I feel more confident no. that that's there um, rather than just like dismissing it entirely. No, that's, that's, that's fair. And I think that, I mean, for second year guys, if you play in summer league and you play badly, that is usually a bad sign. Yeah, I can remember Bert Ferguson being embarrassing, yes. almost. Yes, and, and he said, "Well, yeah, but he was put out of his comfort zone, blah 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 blah, and it was bad, like mm -hmm. really bad." Um, to me, the fact that Malin was good is certainly not a bad news. I mean, mm -hmm. he did what he's supposed to do, and, and you, you mentioned the fact that he had more experience than Killian and more NBA mileage than many of the guys that were on the court. But still, I mean, he was probably the best player on the court in terms of uh, overall production. I mean, Kate has his moment, had his moments, and and Sadiq Bey probably is one of the other guys that was really, really good. But he was up there, and, and that is again, Sadiq Bey, uh, Kylian Hayes. These are real NBA players. Yeah, and, and he was very comfortable taking like NBA guys from the dribble and, and it was very effective. And the fact that he was able to, to get to the, line, to the line at will, that is also a part of his game that wasn't really there last season. And I, I think it's it's part of what he should be in the league. Mm -hmm. Not just a gunner, but the guy that can take you off the dribble and create. Because if you show 
to the defense that you're able to attack um, in pick and roll situation or off of uh, like other actions, then your passing becomes even more of a weapon because mm-hmm. you you have the defense reacting in a different way. And so I'm really interested to see if that translates to the to the NBA because yeah, these are good signs, but until you do it uh, on a consistent basis on an NBA court, it's it's just a good performance over the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're going to talk about Trey Mann and uh, Aaron Wiggins and some other stuff right after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back after that quick break. McKelly, what did you think of Trey Mann? I thought he was a little timid to start. Uh, but as the game went along, he started to really pick his spots and get to the places he wanted to be on the court but he just couldn't get the shot to fall. And I thought he got to the floater that he wanted like quite often toward the end of the game. And I yeah. was quite impressed with just the ability to get there. But, and he had like some like shots that had like a real chance to go in. Like these weren't like way off or anything, but you know, that's, that's kind of the give and take with the floater though. Like you can get to it, but like, that's a super hard shot. Like you have to be very, very accurate with it. Um, but overall, I, I thought he looked fine in his first summer league game. 
yeah, to me, uh, over summer league, it's not really a matter of how much you score. I remember there were guys that were ready to say, well, Trey Young is a bust because he's struggling so much. Yeah, we knew at 6-1 he would struggle a lot to score in the NBA. Yeah, he's, look, look. And then after, I don't know, four regular season games, oh, no, 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 we were dead wrong. So it's not that. It's not that missing shots at the summer league level means anything. Mm -hmm. To me, there were one bad thing and one very positive thing. And both has to do with his dribble. Um, His dribble is loose. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I don't particularly like. And it was an issue already at Florida. Florida. So I wonder if that is something that he can fix. Because, I mean, you mentioned before that Kylian was special on defense. And part of it was hounding Trey Mann. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's told the ball once or twice. And so that to me is an issue. But there was a moment in the game where he he went to um, pull up three and he created so much space with just one dribble. Mm-hmm. And also he had another uh, possession where it was against Cade. Uh, and he started from, I think, the right corner. And he had two moves two consecutive moves and Cade was completely caught off guard and he missed the, the, the layup but he was so good creating space that I wonder if that is something that we will see and that will translate to the league at a, at a high level because the shooting I mean I would I would be really really caught off guard if he shots below 35% from three Yeah, because he's a very very good shooter mm-hmm. now if he takes like bad ones then maybe uh, he could be below that but eventually, he will be around 40% from three. I, I mm-hmm. just believe that because the shot is too good. And so I think that defensively, he was like kind of okay. He yeah. wasn't really bad nor really good. Mm-hmm. And that is what you expect. But the, the live dribble stuff are both concerning and encouraging, mm-hmm. if, if, that, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he shows ability to get to his spots even with a loose dribble and that's something that you can work on that's something that the thunder have had to work on with like dort you know dort's and dort's handle isn't like perfect even today but he's gotten so much better like from year one to year two like so much better even even with sga like sga has had to work on that a lot to be like a primary guy and he's gotten a lot better now i'm not saying that of course, because Trey Mann is with the Thunder, he's going to get so much better. Like I, I don't know if he will, but I just know that to he me, he needs to put in the work. Yeah, he has to put in the work. But there is an history. Yeah, it can happen. Like that's this is development. Yes. Yeah, this is not a like hopeless situation where it's like, oh my gosh, he he's not going to make it because of his size, or he's not going to make it because of like something that you can't overcome like this this to me is like just like tightening up your handle like it's it can take some time but it's something that he just needs reps like he needs more nba yeah. reps like it may be a good reason to throw him in the g league like go let him play 35 minutes in the g league and like work on his handle and like be the primary guy in the g league against better competition than you played in at florida so to me there's yeah there's lots and of get used to the there. to the nba line yeah and play in the system. In the meantime, which is something, yeah. 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 So, like, to be continued with Trey Mann. But there's some stuff to like uh, if you're wanting to be optimistic. Yes. Uh, Aaron, yeah, get, but and yeah. there, there's also very little to be pessimistic about. Like, sure. 
the miss, missing shots is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just the the two turnovers uh, from live Liverpool situation to me that you can say, well, if he's a lead ball handler than than what I'm watching. Yeah. But again, it's it's more the fact that he was able to get 14 credible shots off. Sure. Yeah, that that is something that to me is 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 more positive than negative for sure. And and the one that he made. Like Dorisberg was pretty excited about that that layup. Oh, was she? When he went to his yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 they were both excited about that move. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's so cool. Uh, yeah, Aaron Aaron Wiggins was actually like, quite impressive yesterday. Thirteen points, five boards, yeah. one assist, three steals, uh, four turnovers, but he was to me like showed his athleticism he showed his aggressiveness and showcased like a little bit of shot making here and there so i don't know mm-hmm. if, i don't know if he's going to play a whole lot for the thunder this year but it seems to be like a worthwhile project as a two-way player yeah and i really liked the the way in which he got to his shots i mean there was one moment the the oh moment when he had that motion uh, that move against probably Probably Garza. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Um, Everyone was roasting Garza. And that yesterday. was a very good. Yeah, and it's always Garza in my mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people can say that he will not be a bad defender in the NBA. He cannot move. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, I hope the best for him. But yeah. I'm not sure. I like the fact that he was. He's so smooth with the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just natural. And he's not a great athlete, you can tell, and that's probably why he 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 was not the first round pick. Yeah. But the shot looks very good, mm-hmm. and and I think he, he projects as a three level scorer, mm-hmm. which is something that for a two way, it's um it's something. I don't know what are the plans for a guy like Wiggins because to me he looks more of a rotation player than a G League one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trey Mann to me makes sense uh, for the G League because he. He can take 20 shots there, whereas he cannot uh, at, uh, at the NBA level. To me, JRE and Wiggins are probably more suited to uh, to play right away mm-hmm. and to be maybe given 10 minutes a night. And I think that Wiggins can be a floor spacer and he can attack off a closeout and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I really think that there is something there, and I wouldn't be surprised if you can if you see him playing more with the team than with the G League. Yeah. I mean, the, the Thunder lack... Especially because they don't have wings. I was going to say They don't that. have too many wings. So yeah. they, they lack, like, bench wing depth from, like, the three position. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he can offer. So, I mean... Yeah. I don't know what you think about him versus Josh Hall, but, like, I saw a lot more out of Wiggins than I have Josh Hall <sighs> in, like, the last year. So... I, I don't know. I mean, Hall projects to be a slasher with athletic potential. But even yesterday, I mean, when second, again, when second year players don't showcase in the GD, to me, in the, in the summer league, to me, that is, um, that is a bell that rings in my mind. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I just don't know how he succeeds in the NBA without a shot. And he clearly yeah. doesn't trust it. No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's why I think that Wiggins like, has a real shot. To, to be I don't know what they do with Josh Hall like to be honest like I don't know what where they go with him or with with Charlie Brown like I don't I mean I, I don't Brown had two or three possessions defensively where 
wow and then offensively oh yeah oh that's why i just like they already have wiggins he's gonna be a two-way player but just like keep and play wiggins and develop some of these other guys like even like horde like horde shows like a, a lot more than those guys and horde is more of a big guy than he is like a three but um, yeah yeah he's more of a four and a half with yes. the size of a three and a half yes yes yeah jerry has decides to be a full five to me at six nine if you are athletic enough and strong enough you can be yeah a five that's the strength stuff for me like he's strong enough to play against anybody you know he'll yeah he'll he'll battle like he there's like Embiid is going to destroy him but Embiid destroys everybody but. who cares <laughs> like like for real i mean he will this Jokic and Embiid will feast on him yeah and yeah it's great that's fine yeah it's totally Let's, fine that, let him learn yeah. let him let him like try to 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 be physical against them yeah no. will they go for 45 straight possessions uh post up possession to 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 destroy jerry good that's a good way to to destroy a basketball team so yep. i'm completely fine <laughs> i mean to me it's more important than a guy like that plays because of his versatility i mean if they what they end up doing is posting up jokic Mm-hmm. 25 times then mm-hmm. for OKC is a win because he will not make more than 75 percent 65% of them yeah. which is a very good offense but but I mean it's it's also putting the rest of the team out of rhythm mm-hmm. and so to me like the, the 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 highest number of post-ups that a player can really take in the modern NBA is maybe 10 in a game sure like does he score uh, I don't know, 13 points, 14 points. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's it. the Orford three-pointer. Yeah. Nobody should, nor the JRE three-pointer. He will never take nine or 10. If he takes yeah. four, leave him, let him be. Like, yeah. to me, that is the rule. That mm-hmm. should be the rule. Like Shaquille Neal, if you had Shaquille, that would have been 35 post-ups. Yeah against a guy like Jerry mm-hmm. and probably 27 baskets. That That is 54 points. Jerry plays the three that, in like that era of basketball, though. No, but, but suppose that there is a player in the future that will be as good as Shaq, yeah. which is extremely unlikely, and that mm-hmm. is able to stay on the court for the defensive side. Then mm-hmm. a guy like Shaq could post you up 25 to 30 times. Yeah, like, and it'd be worth with, it. Yeah, that, that, that would be the plan. And that is dangerous. That is dangerous. But 10 post-ups? Who cares? Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. Uh, what did you, th- you think of Cade? Bored. He looked bored. Yeah. yeah I he- agree with that. Uh, I was listening to um, the Athletic NBA show, and I think that um, yeah. the guys were saying that he looked bored. And, and I think he, he was. Um, the shot is real is oh definitely without a real yeah and i still hold the the doubt that i have that i had before which is is he going to beat his man off the dribble and to me that game provide didn't provide any news on that front yeah and to me that is something that will define kate's career 
mm-hmm. to a certain degree mm-hmm. because you need to be able to 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 create off the dribble and in order to do that you need to be able to beat your man yeah uh, and and again the talent i mean that that doesn't mean that i wouldn't take him first overall because mm-hmm. the talent is there and but i i still wonder to what to what degree he will be able to be um a super duper score if that doesn't come along in the next two three years yeah he's he struggled like getting into the teeth of the, of the defense and then finding ways to like score and like finding his spot when he got down there you know the thunder yeah. really collapsed on him and like forced yeah. him to either pass it or take a bad shot and that happened a few times yeah. but he yeah. he deferred a ton yesterday i think that he was trying mm-hmm. to um I don't know. Is it easy like trying to show that he can you know, be a leader by letting other guys take shots and like by you know letting Killian Hayes like handle a lot? Like I don't know, but he, you know, I don't, I don't think I saw anything that like deterred me from thinking that he's going to be a good player. Um, I don't know, but no, it's just a question that I have, and it's still there mm-hmm. because I don't think that yesterday was an answer to that particular question. Right. And like, if you have a JRE on you and you cannot get to the basket, that to me says something. Maybe that is JRE is a great defender, or that Kate as a driver, as a driving to the basket force, is not a foregone conclusion yeah. to me. Yeah, that he will be. Yeah, he and he needs some work. You know, he's still a very young player. Yeah, and so. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got the shooting. He's it got is the, a today thing. It, it is an absolutely a today thing. In two years, who knows? Yeah, yeah, he could be a monster in two years. Uh, I mean, he, Shea was not this guy. Oh, not like even Shea close. from not, year not one to close. year two to year three. He he was in college. I guess it could take anyone off the dribble. Then he wasn't in the first year. Then he kind of was in the second. And in the third, wow, he's mm-hmm. probably the best in the league at doing that. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of room for improvement. That is, I I, I was, I, I just want to say. This is something to me that has to be. We have to keep that in mind as mm-hmm. a, as a data point that we we look forward in case game because mm-hmm. if he, if he puts that into his repertoire and he's as good as Shea or even something below that, then he is for sure to me a top ten player of his generation, yeah. maybe even more. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to watch any of the other top guys. No, no yeah. family duty. Yeah. No, so good for you. Uh, I but I, but I heard that you were pretty excited about Scotty. Barnes was really good. Barnes was yeah. probably like the most most impressive guy of the day was Jalen Green. Um, mm-hmm. And then I put Barnes second. Uh, he was he was amazing. It took him a minute to get it going. Like he airballed his first three pointer. And everybody, I was sitting right near our Raptors beat writers and I, you know, walked up to him and I was like, hey, guys, like, how's it feel to cover a bus? You know, just, you know, giving it to him a little bit. But after that, he like settled in and then you started to see like all the defensive stuff that everybody talked about and the stuff that you saw at Florida State where he's like diving on the floor and stealing the ball, getting on the break, like finishing like way above the rim and he yeah. they just basically put him in the middle of the floor as the defender 
like like you talked about like like we talked about on Thunder After Dark about him like being the center like he's basically their center on defense yeah and then offensively then the, the sorting hat was right then yes I agree it was it was so apparent like his size is certainly like one of his best skills that he has and I guess size is not really a skill but like he's got he's he just it was so impressive, just his sheer size and the way he moved. And then, like, the shot wasn't horrible. He didn't look like a no-level score. Like, he hit a mid-range jumper with a hand in his face. He hit a three. You know, he drove to the basket. Like, he he was putting up points and, you know, was given lots of opportunities to do so. And he was super impressive. Like, I can see why he was taken fourth overall. Uh, like no question, I can see it. Um, and then Jalen Green, <laughs> he was <laughs> taking the dumbest shots, man. Just some of the dumbest, like yeah. step back twos, like hand in his face, and every like just swish, and like the whole arena is just like whoa. Like it, is, it was just that over and over and over again with the Rockets. Uh, and then Shangun, who is like, will be tied to the Thunder for all of eternity, uh, had a nice showing too. Like, he played well. He rebounded the ball really well. He was, you know, you know, defended the rim, you know, not great, but, you know, he had a couple highlight blocks and was able to score some around the basket. So uh, he kind of did everything we thought he could do. And, you know, he mm-hmm. still struggles with defensive rotations and you know, there's going to be some, some issues there. I'm interested to see like him match up with a guy like JRE, like somebody that's like really strong, really smart. Mm-hmm. It's going to push him out of the way. Um, Do they play Houston? Uh, let me look at the schedule. Cause like, I mean, he's playing against Evan Mobley and like everybody could push Evan wherever they wanted to, you know, including Shangun. <laughs> Who's, well, that that was to be expected, I think. Yeah, and not to say that like Evan was bad. I thought Mobley was. Mm. I thought Mobley showed like some real flashes that were like okay. Like he he is special. Like there's there's a lot of like really special things about him, and you know I I think if you're a Cavs fan, you should be really excited. And I think that he can play the four and probably even some three mm. if it came down to it. Uh, wow! So I so do you think that they they had a they made a good decision with with uh, with um with Allen? I uh, I mean I don't know. I mean part of it's yeah. part of it's like you want to keep the you want to keep the asset alive, you know, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Not that they gave up that much for him, but you know, if it came down to it, they could probably trade him. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the way that that Cavs team is built, it's not. They... It's not a terrible contract to move. Like it's a twenty million for a very good center. So, yeah, as long as he like stays at the level he's been or gets better, then it's not bad. Just like with Stevens' contract, like Stevens' contract only became bad yeah. because he started struggling with injuries and kind of regressed as a player. Some, mm-hmm. you know, if Steven kept progressing, yeah. it would be like a great deal for him. You know, but it's just yeah. That's just the way that that goes. But yeah, I thought Mobley showed some stuff. 
and showed some stuff off the dribble. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be deterred by any of the top four guys at all so far. Oh, and today, Michaela, you get to go watch our guy Jalen Suggs in person, which I'm just super jacked about. Like, I cannot wait to watch him in the Magic play uh, later today. I just hope he 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 has an incredible performance. I'm, I'm sure he will be an NBA player, a very good NBA player. So, yeah, yeah. Me no too. matter what happens today, yeah, I, I will believe that until proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Um. Okay. McKellie, I gotta let you go because you gotta go back to your family, and I don't know if your iPad yeah, to die or Dina not. Yeah, waits, but so so. All but, right. I mean, enjoy summer league. I mean, I was very surprised. To me, the uh, the most surprising thing is mm-hmm. that I texted you probably at eight a.m. your time, mm-hmm. and you were awake. This is Vegas, man. I, I I just can't like even this morning like I was out really late last night and I wake up at seven and I'm just like wow I'm awake <laughs> you know I've been awake I'm like trying like getting some work done you know calling home talking to talking to my wife you know if it's like I'm just awake like total dad life you know go to sleep at 2 a.m. up at seven like I'm here yeah. by myself. Like I have no, I have no like agenda this morning at all. It's just like, okay, <laughs> I'm awake now. So, oh shoot. Um, all right, McKelly, we'll let you go. Enjoy the beach. I will. Thanks everybody for joining in on the stream. I'm going to answer some questions later on. I don't know if I'll do that as a pod or just on Twitter. Or maybe on like spaces or something. So uh, look for that. Hope you guys are doing great. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Was it terrible? No. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.